BMW. The 77%. That time again, 77%ers, a warm welcome to yet another edition of the 77% show, a platform that gives you a chance to be part of the debate shaping the African continent. I am your host, Miriam Kaliza from Lilongwe, Malawi. Glad you could join us. I don't want to see a ghost, it's a sight that I fear most. I'd rather have a piece of toast, watch the evening news. I and today we are focusing on why there has been a rise in suicide cases among youths in Africa. As a youth, I think there has been a rise in suicide cases because COVID-19 pandemic came with a lot of challenges, health hazards and also fear. Because all over, if you watch news, if you were on social media, everything you could see were negative stories. Oh, someone has died. Social media is to be blamed because the youth now are under pressure to make it or to live the good life that they see other people enjoying, for example, on Instagram and on Facebook. Those are some of the young Kenyans sharing their thoughts on today's topic. A spike in cases of suicide among young people. I'll be hosting a debate on the topic here in Malawi. Remember, you are free to join the discussion on our Facebook page, DW Africa, and share your views. Guys, a day doesn't pass by these days without hearing a young person has committed suicide. Of course, this is due to a lot of other factors, and that's why it's a point of discussion for us today. According to a recent report by WHO, one in every 100 youths are dying due to suicide. The report further says the young people we are talking about here are between 15 to 29, so clearly some of them are teenagers. What is happening? Before we get to a debate that I'll be hosting shortly here in Malawi, let's listen to these young Kenyans on what they think are the reasons behind the high youth suicide rate. Suicide among the youth in Kenya is on the rise mainly because of the lack of job opportunities in the country, which has worsened thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. As a youth, I think that suicide has become very rampant in Kenya, especially in Nairobi, due to very many reasons. They go to school, come out with degrees, but end up having no jobs. And they feel like a big burden to the society, to their parents, to their friends. So they, they become very hopeless and end up taking their lives because they think that they, there's nothing more they can do. I also think end of relationships especially the romantic ones, has also become a major cause. Because once someone is left or maybe cheated on, they feel very worthless and they, they see no hope in the future, so they end up taking their lives. As a youth, I think there has been a rise in suicide cases because COVID-19 pandemic came with, with a lot of challenges. Economically, a lot of people lost their jobs, there are also social challenges in terms of, you know, youth were used to going out, partying. Nairobi nightlife was 
very vibrant before the pandemic. So you can imagine when the government now had to close pubs, they had to close clubs, people had to follow strict curfew hours. This caused many youth to be depressed because you can imagine you're locked in your house, you don't have a stream of income, you're not meeting other people because, well, there's COVID. So many people ended up, you know, contemplating suicide because of being depressed. Enlightening views there from Kenyan youths. Let me now introduce my panel here in Malawi. In the show today, I have two young people, Brigitte Flau. She works as a creative fact checker here in Malawi. And also Godfrey Malongo, who works at Section 12, a human rights organization, as a communications and advocacy officer. Also on the panel, we have Nunga Gamau, a clinical counselor and addiction professional. Nunga is also a founder of an organization called Hearts. Welcome to the program. It's time for a debate. Without further ado, let's get into the topic, starting with our young people in the house. Guys, what is causing an increase in the cases of young people committing suicide? We'll start with Brigida. For me personally, I would say that societal pressures are what are fueling mental health. For example, if there's somebody my age that is doing better than me, my parents feel like I'm a failure. And as a result, you start having negative thoughts about where you are at that particular moment in time. Brilliant. And now to Godfrey, do you think there's enough help for young people out there facing a lot of other challenges that might lead them to commit suicide? I think there is not enough help. In the first place, we're living in a society where um, we are seeing a lot of young men men especially committing suicide more than women. We are raised in a society where boys are not encouraged to talk out their feelings. So if they're having pressure at work, they're having pressure at school, they're having pressure at their businesses, even if they're having pressure in their relationships, they're not going to talk about it because apparently you have to be a man. You can't talk about that. So I think that's also one of the things. And as parents who were also brought up in that kind of mentality, they, they there's nothing they can do for their children. So there's, there's not enough that these parents are doing. And moreover, if they're Young people who want to seek mental help, um, mental health help, they can't get it because it's very expensive. Some circles out there are saying that the young people nowadays are not as resilient as the past generations. What's your thought about that, Brigitte? Like I say, they're precious from the society. People expect you to act in a certain type of way. We have this mindset that there are certain things that a man is not supposed to do. There are certain things that a woman is not supposed to do. So it's not even about being resilient. It's just allowing everybody to be who they can be at that particular moment. But because we're so compressed, confined into being something that the society expects of us, that's why these cases are like increasing every single day. We're not allowed to be ourselves. Now to our expert, in your professional opinion, what is the problem? What is happening in society today? I think I'd really concur with both of the young fellows have spoken about. At the end of the day, um, it's not about resilience. It's about today, life is much tougher than what was before. The opportunities are not there as they were before for our parents' generation and their generations before that. Um, the ability to keep up to what is trending is hard. You know, young people are not getting jobs nowadays. The job opportunities are much less than what was before. Uh, being able to survive and feed yourself is also difficult because cost of living in Malawi especially, it's very high and it keeps on going higher. 
you know how do we support how do we support our youth to be able to be resilient with what is available and that's where we're finding a bit of a deficiency because our parents the generation before is like we did it why can't you but the circumstances are very different and because we don't speak about mental health when they're going through the mental health issues then you get the blockages you get the suicides you get the self-harming you know because people are not able to think and they feel pressured or they feel um, that they need to suppress the way they're feeling in your line of duty are young people coming through to seek help a lot of young people try and come through and seek help but as Godfrey said the cost but you'd find a lot of counselors on the ground like myself do give pro bono services from time to time but the reason why we ask people to take responsibility for their own mental health by paying something small is that they'll take it more seriously so I'm crying out to the youth the services are available reach out to those counselors negotiate with them don't get stuck in one place because the assumption is that it's not affordable. The government of Malawi actually has some free online services as well that they give. So let's reach out, let's find these networks, let's give this information to the youth. There is help out there. Is this trend concerning? Maybe what's becoming of our young people in a, in a society in Africa, Malawi inclusive? Internationally, it's not only Malawi, it's not only Africa, it's internationally. The youth are committing suicide because life is just becoming too unbearable. Um, there are a lot of mental health issues that are not being diagnosed in time. So when somebody decides to kill themselves because the girlfriend has dumped them, it's not the weakness of the girlfriend dumping them. There was already an underlying problem there before. And this was the one thing that that young man or that young girl felt made them feel like somebody. And we need to open safe spaces for young people to talk, to express how they are feeling, so we can find solutions to work with them. Thank you so very much. That's Nunga Kamau, a professional in these issues. And she has uh, quite uh, expressed a lot of things in there. Now back to our youth, Brigitta and Godfrey. I, I would like to know, have there been any uh, circumstances you've helped somebody who uh, may be tempted to uh, commit suicide or they reached out to you or maybe you know somebody in your family who um, at least tried to commit suicide and how did you help them? Godfrey. Being a young person who has been a victim of mental health issues, who has had problems to actually get to therapy inconsistently because of uh, other issues including the costs, I think now in this age, we are seeing now young people are talking more about mental health issues. So I've had a couple of friends come to me after the head of my experiences in therapy because some of my close friends know I've been to therapy before. So they're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting some of these issues at school. I'm meeting some of these issues. What can I do? I'm meeting these pressures, these pressures and whatnot. But then even if you're able to talk about it um, as peers, I think sometimes, sometimes it's still not enough because I think there's still that need for that professional help. Was your therapy helpful? I think it was, but it could have been more helpful if I was uh, consistent with it. I, d I didn't really finish all my recommendations because of uh, some issues like costs. So for the few times that I've been to therapy, I think it was helpful. What is it maybe that the government of Malawi could do, or indeed other organizations like Nunga said, um, the services are there, but also the costs are an issue. Maybe what should happen? so that maybe we reduce or we curb some of these uh, factors that lead indeed young people to 
to commit suicide, Brigida? Maybe the government right now should start thinking of drafting policies that will actually prioritize mental health when you go to access other health services at the hospital. You know, the way they did with family planning. And they should also disseminate information preventing people from actually discriminating people that have mental health issues. Because in Malawi, what I've noticed is when you say, guys, I have mental health issues going on, people always think you're mad and you need to get access from like Zomba Mental Hospital or they don't think of it that way. So there are a lot of myths and misconceptions on the ground that need to be addressed by the government. Yes, indeed, you are right inside the 77% show with me, Miriam Kaliza, all the way from Lilongwe, Malawi. And the topic today is focusing on the rise in cases of suicide among the youths. Now, let's take a trip to our Facebook page, DW Africa, and see your views and thoughts on the topic. Here we have Manu Dani Uwani from Nigeria says the problem is that most of us youths are jobless, homeless, and hopeless. Our leaders should provide us with job opportunities. Another one from Ibrahim Bari from Sierra Leone says the young people make up the majority, but they are down the ladder. Their basic human rights are not being respected. No right education, health care, and remember to be suicidal is a mental illness and poverty is a disease. Well, those are your comments. I'm glad that you joined the debate through our Facebook page and you can continue with the conversation on the same platform, DW Africa. My name is Miriam Kaliza in Malawi. Now going back to our final part of today's debate on young people's thoughts on the increase of suicide cases, now to our professional. Nunga, I would like to know, what should parents look out for? I would normally say if um, a child's characteristics start to change, like if a, a person was very hyper, very interactive, and they start to withdraw, those are questions you need to start checking. Why is this person withdrawing? Why are they quiet? If you find someone is sleeping too much as well or sleeping less, not sleeping at all, these are some telltale signs. You find some people who even start talking about death. You know, they start literally saying, I, I, I'm tired of life. You know, let's not take those comments lightly. You know, because at the end of the day, this person might be saying it now as a joke or you seem seemingly joking. But after a couple of months, somebody can actually take their life. So all those are some of the telltale signs that are out there. And as a friend, just keep on checking up. Are you, how are you doing? Are you still feeling that way? If you're feeling that way, can you do you want to talk about what's going on? Yeah. Let them talk and do not cut them. Listen, be attentive. That's very important to friends and also parents out there. Listen. And then, um, lastly, I would like to know from you, Nunga, is the government or is everybody concerned doing enough? What can we do to prevent these cases? Because as of 2020, um, the, the, the rise in the cases were at 57%. That's huge. What should we do? 
the government actually has started putting measures. They have toll-free numbers, they have volunteers of counsellors, they have a list of volunteers of people who are actually helping, mainly to do with COVID as well, you know, the combination, because the government realised that a lot, the COVID cases, the mental health issues have gone up extremely. How do we support our people? They've already started doing that. Government of Malawi has also started employing psychosocial counselors to work on ground. They are employing psychologists, psychiatrists at the end of the day. So our government is actually doing things. It's just that we don't have such a big workforce. That's where the issue is. That's where now it becomes difficult to be able to give a substantial service across Malawi. Brilliant. Uh, and now, Godfrey, what could be your parting shot? What is your last word in as far as mental health issues are concerned? I think in the last two years, we have seen mental health issues being talked of a lot as compared to the, to, to the other years. So I think with that, the government should take that opportunity to actually disseminate more information, provide more help, reach out to more young people, provide more avenues for engagement or association uh, for young people so that maybe a good number of young people can know where to get help. They can know that they are heard. They can know that they are not alone. They can know that they're not just the other statistic that they see on, on radio or on social media or whatever. Amazing. Brigitte Flower, finish for us. For me, I'd say because of the myths and misconceptions that are there about mental health, there needs to be more conversation about it so that people can get to understand the facts on the ground and actually get to know everything in detail so that we get more help because it's only a concentrated number of people that know about it and that are actually doing something about it. Well, when more people know and have first-hand information on how mental health is actually deteriorating the country's development, more people get to do something about it. So there should be more conversation going forth and more action in order to change the statistics that are already there. That's Brigitte Flau, a creative fact checker, finishing the debate for us in today's 77% show, where we are discussing young people's thoughts on the rise of suicide cases among young people. We also had Godfrey Malongo, a communications and advocacy officer with a human rights organization, Section 12, as well as Nunga Gamau, a clinical counselor and addiction professional, also founder of an organization called Hearts. Thank you all for being part of this discussion. Show is hot out here. You know? I don't mind though. I'm just glad to be free. You know what I'm And that wraps up this week's edition of the 77% Show. Thank you so much for being there and for listening. You can keep the conversation going on our Facebook page, DW Africa. You can also visit our webpage, dw.com slash 77, to listen to this show again, as well as our previous shows. On behalf of the production team in Bonn, Germany, my name is Miriam Kaliza. Until next time, bye for now. Pressure fell on me. I thought.